2: do you remember where you were when the free britney movement began or when we all first heard britney spears testimony against her conservatorship yes that's me did anyone actually know what a conservatorship was before then I never thought it would turn into a fan-initiated investigative movement that would culminate in Britney Spears' liberation from a conservatorship that controlled her every move for 13 years.
3: A global movement under the banner
0: of free free Britney.
2: This is Courtroom Drama, the podcast that delves deep into celebrity court cases, but with the eyes of a legal eagle. Across the series, you'll hear reenactments of the actual court transcripts.
0: This conservatorship is doing me way more harm than good.
2: We'll look at exactly what went down and investigate how the courtroom system operates. We read through the court transcripts so you don't have to. I'm your host, Jackie Eddedeji. Think of me as your own personal L Woods. So join me as I get into the who, what and when. With the amazing icons, Barrister Grace Rose Gwyn and pop culture expert, if you haven't seen her on TikTok, honey, you're on the wrong side of TikTok, it's MJ Corey. Thank you for having Thank you. you for the warm welcome. On this episode, we're talking about a case known as Spears versus Spears. So get your Britney headset on, because honey, you're about to get served. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Do you remember where you were when you heard she was free? It was almost like where everyone remembers where they were when like Michael Jackson died. I was in the club and the DJ literally paused and said, Britney's free. I'm not even joking. Like (laughs) that literally
3: happened. We were all like, "Yeah!" And then did a Britney medley come on after that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) What stood out about this case initially
3: from kind of a legal viewpoint and in the pop culture world? I'll start with you, Grace. The sheer level of control they had over her. And also a massive abuse of the power that was entrusted to her dad. Everything from like having cameras and stuff in her house and being spied on. Yeah, and not being able to pick the colours of a kitchen cabinet. Insane. And it was also the threats that came with it. That's not legal. No. The threats to say if you don't do X, Y and Z, you're not seeing your kids today. That was completely beyond what the whole purpose of a conservatorship is meant to be, which is to keep the person safe. And MJ, from a kind of pop culture perspective, I always
1: think about the guy that was like, leave Britney alone. Totally iconic. I think what's amazing is that the public was able to kind of sense that some of that stuff was at play before it was public. And with the Britney case and the Free Britney movement, we were almost like seeing that gap between what the performer's doing and the audience is interpreting become closed. And it became like full circle. Like Britney was starting to truly interact with the masses about her personal life and her needs.
2: It feels like her fans just knew something was up yeah, before the whole world woke up to it. Like so many of her fans were like, something's not right with Britney. And that just shows how strong her fan base is. But also it kind of makes me
1: feel like maybe we know these Celebrities more than we think, in a way. Yes, we're in a moment in culture where celebrities are able to give us an illusion of closeness using social media. So the need for publicists has kind of started to disappear. Case by case, we're looking at some celebrities like the Kardashians who are hyper curated. And then we're also seeing situations like Britney where... The truth is just it starts to really fray through the boundaries and fans are attuned to their favorites. That's the idea. I actually have a lot of thoughts about how the faster and closer social media brings us to the objects of our consumption. That's kind of dangerous. But in Brittany's case, it allowed her to be liberated. Two
3: things. But for the fans, would she be liberated now? Mm. Or was it the fans that kept that momentum going and that
1: push? I do agree. I think that that movement is what kept this thing moving along. And And it seems like it even inspired Britney to kind of find her voice and start to advocate for herself more. She didn't really know this was an option. Wow. So her fans really spoke to her. Grace, for people who don't know what a conservatorship
2: is, what exactly is it?
3: It's basically a power that's entrusted to someone to take care of someone who lacks capacity. So in England, we have what is called a lasting power of attorney, and it's the same role, just called a different thing. And you can have a lasting power of attorney over someone's finances, and then about their health and well-being. So there are two very distinct functions. The finances one is more common, the health and well-being in England is less frequent. But the difference with a conservatorship in America, specifically California, which we're dealing with with Britney, is that they had a personal conservatorship, which meant the things like if she was driving in a car with her boyfriend and dad wanted her to come home, he had the power. I mean, I read somewhere that if her boyfriend did not return her home, then Jamie Spears could report him for kidnap because he didn't have Jamie Spears' consent. What?! So the personal element, we don't have so much in the UK. And I think for good reason, because that power was completely abused. That's the thing that I think is just like the
2: creepiest element, yeah. is the fact that her dad was making money
3: yeah. of her. And this is where I criticised the court, because where was the level of scrutiny mm. into what was actually going on in the ground? How could the fans notice that something was going wrong, but the courts in California couldn't? Right. I don't understand that, that disparity between lay people, no experience. Of the law saying hang on something's not right here to so a professional judge keep signing off on these actions
2: Do you think it's also because she's Britney and she's this kind of commodity and she's a woman and she's had very public mental health issues that it was really easy for people to just like at least the courts not really take it that seriously
3: What's interesting is that the medical report that deemed her to lack capacity gave her a diagnosis of dementia. There's no medical records to support that at all. She was in her 30s or 20s at this point mm. from the documentaries that have come out about about that The medical expert that gave that diagnosis, and I'm doing inverted commas in that, then said, well, my ink signature is not on that document. Huh. I don't know whether he's distancing himself from a terrible diagnosis, or I don't know whether he's saying that document has been fraudulently produced. But he says, until I see an ink signature of mine on that document, I'm not commenting on it. Wow. Criminal bombastic side-eye. I'm like, what is happening?
2: Absolutely. The Free Britney movement was, at least I think a lot of people thought it was a joke at first. But of course, as I talked about, people were looking at Britney's socials with a magnifying glass thinking, hmm, this is bizarre. This is odd. This is not Britney. It looks like this is a cry for help. The turning point I remember was when people would comment on Britney's photos on Instagram and say, like, wear yellow if you need help. And, like, she would do that. And so then it was like, oh, she's actually signalling to us that something is not right as if she's your friend yeah, who, who's maybe in an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. which I thought was like really fascinating.
3: If it wasn't for those two girls that created the Britney podcast that was dissecting all of the social media posts, taking it back to 2007 when she shaved her head and the chronology of Britney's mental health and how we got to where we are, then it wouldn't have resulted in that paralegal sending the voice note that initially was deemed anonymous, dissecting the fact that she had worked on the case and the reality what was going on behind, effectively, the closed doors of the legal office. Yeah, and the website that got taken down by her dad. Yeah. And it's just how do you get so much power and why are you trying to control the media like we're in this dictatorship? We have free speech. They definitely have free speech in America with some of the craziness that we see in the media. But for all of these items of art, podcasts, Instagram, social media, and the written word... It then just exploded into what we know to be the free Britney movement today.
2: You don't have to wait for the media to catch on. We can actually become our own sort yeah. of investigators, if you like, mm-hmm. and actually
3: do it ourselves. And it doesn't matter how quick Jamie Spears is. The internet will always be oh, quicker. Right. There's
1: a power to the people kind of lessened in a lot of this. During Britney's conservatorship
2: hearing, journalists weren't allowed recording devices anywhere inside mm-hmm. the court. They only had pens and paper to take notes. But an audio recording of Spears' testimony was leaked on social media. How do you think this would have gotten out?
3: It's probably initially done on a phone because they're not going to confiscate phones of anyone that goes into a courtroom. Right. So how, how difficult is it to sit in a courtroom, put your phone on voice memo and click record? And then that person probably made a healthy wage from Woo. selling that piece of, of Britney's testimony.
2: Yeah, but that was powerful because we actually could hear the pain in her voice in a way that I think we have never... And you just thought, God, you have literally been through it. And the fact that she can even just show up
3: every day and she's still here. And knowing that she'd spoken to the court years before and hadn't been listened to, and she went back and had another go. From my point of view, as a barrister in the UK, the difference between hearing someone's oral evidence to reading it on a transcript is so significant and that's why i think it was crucial to britney's liberation that she spoke to that court let me set the
2: scene for you it's wednesday june 23rd 2021 we're in the city of angels los angeles the sun is shining on 110 north grand avenue and all you can hear is people shouting free britney now free britney now free britney now You can't miss the mini stage that has been set right outside the Los Angeles Superior Court with the Barbie pink backdrop with the words Free Britney printed all over it. There are multiple reporters speaking to Britney fans, broadcasting live on socials or doing live links to the studio. The energy in the air is electric. You look towards the entrance of the Stanley Most courthouse and try to imagine what's happening behind those closed doors. Lucky for you, you're about to be a fly on the wall. Mr. Ingham, court-appointed court counsel for Britney Jean Spears, has something he needs to say before we get into the nitty-gritty of the conservatorship hearing. The following is dramatic reconstruction. It has been created from courtroom transcripts which have been condensed and edited for clarity.
0: The ground rules here, I believe, are very simple. It's an open-ended hearing. My client is free to discuss any aspect of the conservatorship that she wishes and is welcome to say whatever she likes. For the record, I would like to state that I have not in any way attempted to control or filter or edit anything that she has to say today. These are entirely her words, and she's on her own independent phone connection. I will not interrupt her at any point that once she starts speaking, irrespective of what she says, I will not in any way attempt to stop her from speaking or text her or anything else. And I would ask the same courtesy of all counsel, that once she starts, I would appreciate it if she would be allowed to finish in her own due course.
3: Can we just pause this for a second? I think that's quite important for that attorney to say that. When he started, I was thinking, is this really necessary? It feels long-winded. But actually, because we have a history of Britney being silenced, what he's avoiding at all costs are any other attorneys jumping up, being disrespectful and trying to interrupt her because this is her time now. It's a bit like doing a victim impact statement after someone's been convicted of perpetrating a crime against you. It's your free time to be empowered to say what you want. So I think that's this long-winded setup. I think, is, is for the benefit to tell the other attorneys, don't you dare interrupt this woman and let her speak.
0: Wow. Really, all I have to say, Your Honour, at this point.
3: Thank you, Mr. Ingham. So I would also echo what
1: Mr. Ingham said, that when Ms. Spears is speaking, please nobody try to reach out to her by in any way... Did any of the counsel have anything they wanted to say before we get to Ms. Spears?
0: Your Honor, this is Ms. Wright. I did want to ask, we don't know obviously what Ms. Spears is going to say, and we're happy that she's here today to address her concerns with the court. But if what she's going to say may impact her medical privacy, my client does hold those medical privacy rights. and. I would ask that we please seal the transcript and clear the courtroom so that we can preserve those medical rights. I think it's really important. And it could be that she brings up issues related to her family and her minor children and they have their own privacy rights and I think anything said about them. I think they've done a good job at exploiting my life in the way that they've done um, my life. And I feel like it should be an open court hearing and they should listen and um, hear what I have to say.
3: Yes. yes. Completely agree. How dare they say she can't talk about her own medical condition, evidence, and her own children, mm. and also trying to clear the courtroom yeah. and make it a private hearing, yeah. again, is trying to have this veil of secrecy around Britney's proceedings. If they're doing this
2: publicly, then Bloody hell to what they're doing in private. Exactly. They have n- absolutely no
1: shame. Finally hearing her voice like that, I actually kind of forgot about that moment and all of this. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, right. The shaky voice, the leaked clip, it really provided the country uh, experience of collective experience. Like we don't have that. We're, the media landscape is so fractured now and everyone's in their different echo chambers of fandom. These moments kind of are unifying for everybody.
3: She doesn't sound some, like some crazy girl that lacks capacity. Mm-hmm. She sounds like a woman that's fed up and had enough of being yeah. taken advantage of. Totally. Even
2: though she's got a very childlike voice, mm. you can still feel the
3: power yeah. in her voice.
2: There's gravitas with her yeah. voice still. Yeah. yeah. I need to get the 411 on NDAs because we know that multiple people who work for Britney's team, including the paralegal, who sent a voicemail to Britney's grand podcast, broke their NDAs mm-hmm. by giving information about what was happening to her in the press, could they get in trouble for that? Like, is it ever
3: okay to break an NDA? With my lawyer hat on, Mm -hmm. if you break an NDA, you do so in full knowledge that there might be consequences against you legally. Right. My personal view is, hell yeah, you can break an NDA (laughs) if someone needs help. And actually, looking back now, I'm
2: so bloody glad she broke the NDA. Yeah. Because... Look where we are now with Britney.
3: She did it in the right way. If you're going to do it, do it anonymously. Yeah, so that yeah, it's yeah, harder yeah, yeah. for them. Probably didn't take a genius. I mean, we all know it was the power Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, she, she helped save her.
0: The people who did this to me should not get away and be able to walk away so easily. Recap I was on tour in 2018. I was forced to do. My management said if I don't do this tour, I will have to find an attorney, and by contract, my own management could sue me if I didn't follow through with the tour. Crazy. He handed me a sheet of paper as I got off the stage in Vegas and said I had to sign it. It was very threatening and scary, and with the conservatorship, I couldn't even get my own attorney. So, out of fear, I went ahead and I did the tour. She's so when I came off that tour, A new show in Las Vegas was supposed to take place. I started rehearsing early, but it was hard because I've been doing Vegas for four years and needed a break in between. But no, I was told this is the timeline and this is how it's gonna go. I rehearse four to four days a week, um, half of the time in the studio and half of the other time in a Westlake studio. I was basically directing most of the show with my whereabouts where I prefer to rehearse and I actually did most of the choreography, meaning I taught my dancers my new choreography myself. I take everything I do very seriously. There are tons of videos with me at the rehearsals. I wasn't good. I was great. Yes. I love that. I remember <laughs> that part. Yes, Brittany. I need to hear my manager's side of the story. They all said I wasn't participating in rehearsals. I never agreed to take my medication, which my medication is only taken in the mornings. Never at rehearsal. They don't even see me. So why are they even claiming that? When I said no to one dance move into rehearsals, um, it was as if I planted a huge bomb um, somewhere and I said, no, I don't want to do it this way. After that, my management and my dancers and my assistant of the new people that were supposed to do the new show all went into a room, shut the door and didn't come out for at least 45 minutes. What the hell
3: is that about? What what are they talking about 45 minutes? Right. Because the boss didn't want a dance move. If Beyoncé said, no, we're not doing that dance move, everyone's like, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, there's no
2: respect for her at all.
3: And also, not only is, is she the the star, but she also choreographs the entirety of her production and then teaches it to the dancers. So what right do they say to, to say, oh you can't say we we you don't want that dance move? And then we're all gonna go and talk about you forty-five minutes. You wait
1: outside. I like to think about courtrooms, especially when there's a lot of like media spectacle involved in a case as almost narrative mediums and first of all the drama and the excitement and how major it was that we finally hear her voice in this space and to learn a little bit about britney's real inner world as an auteur as a star as an entertainer like she was making those decisions for the iconic vegas residency that is now going to be remembered as kind of a tragedy because it was exploitative um was pretty interesting
0: Ma'am, I'm not here to be anyone's slave. I can say no to a dance move. I was told by my, at the time, therapist, Dr. Benson, who died, that my manager called him in that moment and told him I wasn't cooperating or following the guidelines in rehearsals. He also said I wasn't taking my medication, which is so dumb because I had the same lady every morning for the past eight years giving me my same medication, and I'm nowhere near these stupid people. (laughs) It made no sense at all. He immediately the next day, put me on lithium out of nowhere.
1: What the hell? Putting someone on lithium and then expecting them to go just right back to work is hardcore. Lithium will make you very tired when you're newly on it. This is just drugging and work coursing someone to death. It really is. And that's why for me this case is really a story of imagine if we use the Free Britney movement as a model for how to mobilize with other labor exploitation issues.
3: I don't understand why there are one guidelines for rehearsals that's got nothing to do with with capacity, with best interest. You've got to remember the test is about best interests of the person. So that's looking after their medical situation and looking after their finances. Where does a list of behavioral expectations from a dance rehearsal come into either of those categories?
1: You know, what's interesting actually about this too is the opening lines of her song Circus. Yes. She says there's only two types of people in the world, the ones that entertain and the ones that observe. And I think it's interesting mm. that that's sort of the essence of this movement, too. Britney was an entertainer, a beloved entertainer. And those that observed her kind of took that power and harnessed it and tried to you know, share their power with her again. And MJ, you work as a psychotherapist. Yes. We know one
2: of the requirements for Britney was that she had to go into regular therapy. Is therapy as effective
1: when someone is effectively forced to do it? Yeah, I know. You got to want therapy Mm. for therapy to be effective, first of all. I've always felt sensitivity training and an understanding of different life contexts and experiences is really important as a therapist. I do believe that therapists to the stars need to have special training. Mm. The same way that we have special training for all different kinds of people from all different kinds of backgrounds. It's one thing to counsel people that are extremely wealthy, but massive celebrity comes with its own traumas and absurdities that I bet very few therapists actually are are prepared to do. Second of all, it sounds like the therapists involved in this situation were corrupted. The fact that a therapist is saying, I'm concerned I'm getting these phone calls. Let's drug you more. That doesn't seem good. I'm not in those offices. I don't know, but it's all pretty fishy. Mm. And there's probably not enough education, period, baseline in dealing with situations like this.
2: And Grace, we know Britney's conservatorship started out as a temporary one before it became a permanent one. What constitutes someone being put under permanent conservatorship versus being in a temporary one?
3: So the temporary one kicks in in emergency situations because in California, you can get a temporary conservatorship within about five days. You have to have a hearing, but they can give you a hearing within five days. And the temporary conservatorship only lasts for a limited amount of time. I think it's between 30 and 60 days. Mm -hmm. A permanent one, you can go for that initially without doing the temporary one, but it might take 60 days to even get the court hearing. So a lot of people go for the temporary one first to get it within five days and then whilst they're under the temporary conservatorship then they'll apply for the permanent one but it's just a stepping stone basically to get it in as quick as possible
2: Britney's testimony was 24 minutes long in total so you know we had to take you back to the courtroom for more
0: Once you see someone whoever it is in the conservatorship making money making their money and myself money and working that whole statement right there The conservatorship should end. I shouldn't be in a conservatorship if I can work and provide money and work for myself and pay other people. It makes no sense. The law needs to change. What state allows people to own another person's money in account and then threaten them in saying, you can't spend your money unless you do what we want you to do, and I'm paying them. Ma'am, I've worked since Mm. I was 17 years old. You have to understand how thin that is for me. Every morning I get to know I can't go on somewhere unless I meet people I don't know every week in an office identical to the one where the therapist was very abusive to me. I truly believe this conservatorship is abusive. And that we can sit here all day and say, oh, conservatorships are here to help people. But ma'am, there's a thousand conservatorships that are abusive as well.
3: The question mark I have about her working, she worked a ridiculous amount. Yeah. But on a legal test, there is a difference between being able to work and also having capacity to make big financial decisions. Where she's absolutely right is saying that she's been forced to work. Again, conservatorships is not about forcing, it's not about punishment, it's about protecting. Mm -hmm. So if Britney says, I don't want to work, she should not have been forced to do so. And that's where it it tips over into being abusive because the only reason they wanted her to work is because they were financially benefiting from her doing so. She's done her own research. Which is wild at the time because her phone was copied. So there was a dummy Mm. phone of her phone that was on, uh, I think it's called ghost mode. And they could see every Google search. They could see every FaceTime, every text. Again, that's not a conservative shit. Right. Despite the fact she's being monitored, she was still researching into her own situations. I think probably for lots of people who heard that testimony, probably were surprised
2: at how much... She knows, yeah. Like, 100%. I think I, I actually think that, like, Britney. Of course, Britney's an intelligent woman. Yeah. But I think people forgot that she was intelligent until she spoke.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did you think, MJ? The pre Britney movement made her realize this was worth looking into, mm. and were, and she believed that it was possible to pursue freedom. At some point, I'm sure you lose your sense of spirit, and you're just in that. And then the sense of people caring. People dropping information about resources, dropping information about her rights in the comments probably did something to awaken and help her find her voice. And remember, it's Britney, bitch. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't
2: ever forget that. Put respect (laughs) on my name. It's Britney, bitch. Yes. What usually
3: causes a conservatorship to end? Two things they die. Or order of the court. Okay. That's the only option. So with things like this, that Britney went to give evidence, the court could order the conclusion of the conservatorship. In her case, I think her dad resigned. I think it was a public pressure for him to resign. I think he also did it to save face, that it was his decision ultimately still, and he spared the humiliation of a court ordering it. But yeah, it's approval of the court or a court order, or sadly, death of the person under the conservatorship. And Britney mentioned
2: that her family had lived off her conservatorship for years. How is that seen in the eyes of the law? Like, is that considered as a motive for the family to keep the conservatorship going? And
3: this is where I say that the courts in California absolutely failed her. In the UK... power of attorney, if they're a professional, can get paid for that job, but the costs are fixed. Now, I don't know, the, the law in California, I don't know whether that's because she was a celebrity, with hundreds and thousands of millions to spare. If she was a layperson that was not known, whether it would be any different. But yeah, I think the court lacked in looking deeper into how much Jamie, I mean, Jamie Spears was giving himself 16 grand a week for that conservatorship. His lawyers made over 3 million. Oh my it was gosh. just insurmountable, huge sums of money all at her expense. The judges involved in that case have really let her down by not seeing there was a financial motivation for keeping her under that conservatorship. And also that all the lawyers that banded together to keep that conservatorship were all getting paid by Britney. So it was also in the lawyers' interest to keep that conservatorship going. But if we all knew this, what the hell were the courts playing at? This is what I'm saying. So I, I think there's there's a huge answer to give to Britney. I think there needs to be a, a proper statement from the highest court in California. And judges need to explain mm. what the hell went on so that these judges were just turning a blind eye to what the clear motivation for keeping her contained was. She wasn't
2: seen as a human being, so it was easy to
3: kind of abuse her because it's like, oh, well, she's
2: not well and all this kind of mm. stuff. And actually, her speaking in court was like, oh, I'm awake and I'm yeah. alive. It was
3: like, oh, poor little troubled millionaire, you yeah so
1: greedy to me this is a story of the power of the parasocial the fact that the loop between audiences and stars is becoming smaller and smaller and if we can use that energy for good rather than you know throwing stuff on stage at our favorite performers you know that's what to me that's the line it's like that's what the story can tell us yeah the constructive productive political element of it that can be really a good thing or or this like kind of like consumption driven Um, crazy parasocial that we see so often.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with you, MJ. This is a random example, but when I was watching Top Boy and they wanted to take Kieran away and all the whole, everyone in the community on the Summer House block were all like, no, Mm -hmm. we are not letting you take him away. We're not. And that just made me think about the Free Britney movement, how literally, you know, it wasn't physical. In in lots of ways, people did show up in real Mm -hmm. life, but online people were like, no, we are not allowing this to happen to Britney. And I think in lots of ways, this is like, it's almost, it feels like a social justice. Like it, mm-hmm. yes. it's really, feel, it feels like it's bigger than actually just like her being a celebrity. It's actually like people have done this kind of organized grassroots organizations for thousands of years. But this time it's like we're coming together to protect Britney, not just as a celebrity, but as a person that someone who we've looked up to and has actually helped liberate so many people. So she's helped people. Mm-hmm. She has helped people feel free. But people talk about Britney. They talk about coming out or like feeling more empowered in themselves so everyone's rallying together essentially and marching for her
3: that was the comment behind the free britney movement she freed us and we need to free her yes that was the comment
2: yes
0: ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
2: Okay, ladies, I'm going to click my ruby red heels and transport us back to LA. Greta Thunberg, if you're listening, this doesn't affect anyone's carbon footprint, okay? Sorry, Brittany. You were saying?
0: I'd like for my boyfriend to be able to drive me in his car. And I want to meet with a therapist once a week, not twice a week. And I want him to come to my home because I actually know I do need a little therapy. And I would like to progressively move forward. And I want to have the real deal. I want to be able to get married and have a baby. I was told right now in the conservatorship, I'm not able to get married or have a baby. I think that's important. The get married comment,
3: I've read somewhere that that was actually never part of the conservatorship. What? I've looked into it and I don't think that ever was part of the conservatorship, but they told her it was. Oh my God. God, And then with the baby Baby, situation, that is actually legal and it's legal in the UK. Someone that lacks capacity can have contraception implanted in them to prevent them having a a child. If you look at someone that completely lacks capacity, let's say they're, they're significantly brain damaged and obviously they could be groomed or taken advantage of by someone else, mm. actually it can be a pretty good way to ensure that they're okay. Because how traumatic would it be for someone that doesn't understand and is brain damaged to see their stomach getting bigger yeah. and then going through labour when they're never going to be able to look after that child. Yeah. So there are ways to use it. But again, with this... Yeah, I'm like, she's... But that's not her situation, is no. it? Her? Yeah. And and she's in a relationship and she's got children. And also, was there a court hearing specifically about this? Because I say there has to be. Right. It can't just form part of the parcel of power that Jamie Spears has. There needs to be court approval, court sanction for each of these significant decisions. Goodness me. Poor Brittany's been through it.
0: I have um I- IUD inside of myself right now, so I don't get pregnant. I wanted to take the IUD out so I could start trying to have another baby. But this so-called team won't let me go to the doctor to take it out because they don't want me to have children, any more children. God So basically, this conservatorship is doing me way more harm than good. They probably don't want her to have children so that
2: she can keep working. I'm sorry, but I am actually disgusted. MJ, how would something like this affect someone's mental health?
1: Oh, all of this? Being drugged and and confined like this? I mean, it's a trauma. It's absolutely a trauma. It, it can really kill the human spirit. And so that's where I think we see her today, first of all, probably in need of some help. Not necessarily conservatorship, but some real meaningful support and just a safe, affirming environment where she's not alone. And, and she accepted that. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Again, I think it's easy... To develop a movement around a singular cause like this, when there is a parasocial attachment to the person that represents all these things—financial exploitation and the invasion of women's bodies—and all of these themes that we see in the Britney story—and really, I think this is also a metaphor for like patriarchal capitalism, you know, and its oppression of like women in the working classes. So, I think all of these things lead to a sense of abjection and just alienation from the self and trauma.
2: Do you think you can listen to Britney's music in the same way, guys? After hearing all of this, do you think she was telling us about her conservatorship via her music all along?
3: I think both. Even like her saying, "like I'm a slave to you," is that sexual or is that about her conservatorship? Mm. I think there's, I think there's two strands. One, you think about if she's trying to talk about it through her music, or two, has that song come into existence because she's been forced to make it? Yeah, right. Are we enjoying a byproduct of the conservatorship? Yeah. I
2: mean, look, she had
1: you want a piece of me, right?
2: You know what I mean? If you seek Amy,
3: F-U-C-K,
1: like... I think there's something really poetic and poignant about now listening to them knowing what we know. It just adds to the larger myth. Like, this is historic. This is going to be one of the myths of our time that this terrible, terrible thing happened to, like, a pop goddess. So those songs will just take on new levels and layers and meanings, even if it wasn't part of their construction, you know? We will add that. And parasocially, perhaps, but it's kind of... Like we can't not hear it now.
2: Yeah, I mean we cannot listen to "You Better Work, Bitch" now Literally. without thinking. Damn, Britney was talking about herself. Yeah, she was like, "I'm working, guys." It's pro-
3: it was probably a mantra that was said oh, to her. Yeah, under you better work, cons- bitch. Under the conservatorship, you wanna mess around But what's crazy is the difference because don't forget she's not the only celebrity to have been under a conservatorship. Mm. Amanda Bynes from the Amanda yes. Show was under one. So if we look at the difference, no one's kicking out saying free Amanda, free Amanda. Mm. It was probably accepted that Amanda needed it, but her parents were the one that was also fighting and saying, do you know what? We don't need this anymore. And actually we can, there's other means to support her. And the the dichotomy between the publicity for the Amanda Bynes conservatorship and the Britney Spears conservatorship, both born out of Disney, both child stars, both had mental health issues. It goes to show and it's a spotlight on the fact that the Britney Spears one was absolutely abusive. It's not just the the internet kicking up over nothing because Amanda Bynes conserved shit was left alone. Yeah. And that was fourteen years as like that was a long one as
2: well. Do you think Jamie Spears can be punished for what he did to Britney?
3: Yeah. Yeah, okay. he can. I mean, under a conservatorship, there's there's an argument to say that he's stolen money. So that could be investigation, there could be criminal charges being brought about abuse of power. But also, Brittany could have a civil suit against her father. She could sue him for the things that he's done to her. There are definitely repercussions that can come from being an abusive conservatorship because you are entrusted with a huge position of responsibility and if you abuse that by taking money, I mean, he took a ridiculous amount of money from Brittany and unless he can justify it, which I doubt he can justify all of it, there could definitely be charges brought against him.
2: Wow. I mean, we need—we just need an audit. Yeah. Do you think that there are more repercussions to come, even though the conservatorship is over?
3: Technically, they could bring another one. If they say she lacks capacity again, this could all happen again. The reality of it is, with the power of the public and also the forensic spotlight that's been on this conservatorship, I don't think it would be a wise decision for them to rehash this all but yeah there could be repercussions for jamie spears but also britney's not in the clear just because this conservatorship is over doesn't mean one can't be brought again i just think it's unlikely given the pressure that jamie spears and everyone else has been under and the documentaries i don't think it would be a wise move and mj i mean i know i've read people saying
2: that like people are concerned about britney the way she's dancing in her videos and people are saying she's it's a clone, it's not her real face, it's AI, there's been all this speculation. Like, what do you think kind of, the public's kind of view of Britney now is feels a bit like people are even
1: more concerned about her and like, is she okay? Is, she, is that actually Britney? Well, I think people got, you know, excited and even more engaged when the truth came out and we were finding out these terrible things. And so the Free Britney activists were kind of vindicated and they saw what they wanted, her liberation. We all wanted it. And now it's sort of like, OK, but there were probably some gray areas in terms of what she really needed in her terms of her mental health that did not mean a conservatorship, let alone an exploitative one. Mm-hmm. But I think after any sort of high activity and media spectacle, there's sort of like the dust settling and there's more work to be done. You know, there's more work to me to end her own life. Now it's her life though. Mm-hmm. So I see divisiveness online. I see, I see some people saying, oh, she probably should never have gotten out of it. I see a lot of people saying, leave her alone, just let her live. Like she can be expressing herself this way if she wants to. And that's why I'm kind of like letting the person who's been under such scrutiny and has become such a human commodity Alone is the right course of action, but I think it's something that we should also like allow for other people as well, and examine our own kind of consumption habits of people. I totally agree with you. I'm like, leave Britney alone. Yeah. Let her dance with her knives. Let her twirl
2: yeah. for the guards because she's twirling. Yeah. It is. Right. Leave her. Leave her hair. Like, if she wants to have it unbrushed, she wants to have smudged mascara cool babes do your thing like let's just drink our coffee and mind our business like she's living her best life let Britney do her thing we'll never know fully what she went through so if this is liberation for her dancing in her kitchen Mm -hmm. filming herself on Instagram then let that be liberation for her and finally what did Britney's case change when it came to the laws around conservatorships
3: So a bill was introduced in 2021. It's the Freedom and Right to Emancipate from Exploitation Act, which interestingly has the acronym FREE. Mm. So it's Freedom, Right, Emancipate, Exploitation. And that introduced four things. So effectively, you don't have to prove that your conservator is abusive in order to have them removed, which clearly must have been a test previously in California. Mm Mm-hmm. You are assigned an independent caseworker, so there's a there's a level of scrutiny over your conservatorship. Mm. There's disclosure of finances from caseworkers and the guardians to make sure there's no conflict of interest, which we know was clearly present in the Britney case. And there's transparency of the annual reports on the conservatorship. So when you're talking about there needs to be an audit. Effectively, this bill brings in that requirement. Ah, now not to be a very proud British barrister, but we do all this already. So in the UK, (laughs) in the UK, we have—if you're under the equivalent of the conservatorship—there is a public guardian that you meet with annually to make sure there's no foul play. They look at conflicts of interest. Mm -hmm. The court would investigate any large sums of money being transferred to the person of power. So although it's a big step forward for California why wasn't this done sooner? It shouldn't have taken Britney Spears in order for this act to come into play.
2: This movement helped free Britney from her captors and without her speaking, we wouldn't be here, she wouldn't be there and now she's going to be in august 2021 jamie spears agreed to step down as britney's conservator mr spears said he loves his daughter unconditionally and had tried to do what is in her best interests his lawyer denied that mr spears was responsible for the restrictions apparently placed on his daughter's private life and requested an inquiry into the testimony on november the 12th in 2021 Judge Brenda Penny ruled to terminate the conservatorship of Britney Jean Spears Effectively freeing Britney after over 13 years just ahead of her 40th birthday She married Sam Asgeri in June 2022 Sam filed for divorce 14 months later Britney made her first homemade lasagna in 2023 And penned her much anticipated memoir, The Woman in Me Will the rumblings of new music be confirmed by the time you listen to this? I wish Gossip Girl would give me the scoop. XOXO. Courtroom Drama is a crime and investigation original podcast made by ITM Productions and is hosted by Jackie Adadeji. Me. Britney Spears was played by Carmina Manley, Mr. Ingham by Jamie Harris, Miss Wright in the Court played by Georgia Winters, And this episode's special guests are the icons, Grace Rose Gwynn and MJ Corey. This podcast is produced by Raj Panda, assistant producer and sound design by Lucy Evans. Production manager is Emily Jarvis. Executive producer is Rabina Pabani. Commissioning editors are Sam Pearson and Di Carter.